Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy, toppy. Hashtag Buck Ellis. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Come to Hello, welcome to ABW Live. Yeah, it's a new era. The first game of Freddy of the Freddy era. That was a torrid experience, wasn't it? And um, first in the box, guys, we've got Daz three one six. Then we got a bag of dicks. Then we got And two three five one hundred. Then we've got Michael Harneman who smashes in with a donation, and he says Lacazette needs some time out of the team. It's time to free Pepe. Leno saved us from getting beat and both goals were avoidable. Mustafi for the first was poor and poor part back them uh, tracking back for the second. And also add where the fuck was your midfield, to be honest, with you, Michael. Because the midfield is nowhere in either the goal. Could have been should have been stopped on the break. But there you go. Um we've also got Matthew Hudson. We've got Yasmini Amas. We've got Johan Cross. We've got John Bernstein, Data KLBC, Jonathan Watkin, MJL, Ant CL1082, Arsenio Wonga, Rudy Rastos, Supercalifragilistic XPR Sedocious, Gunner Dread, Rahul Bat, um, Don Wan, Cayman1867, Tom Douglas, Junior Gunner's there. Hello, everyone. Let's welcome him. He's been away a while, and it's bloody good to have him back. It's the one, it's the only. It's the bastard love child of Freddie Mercury and Saddam Hussein. It's Ellis Mel. Hello, Mel. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. I was I was half cotton playing shaving it off, but I thought, considering I haven't done a single uh, pod during the month of November, I thought I'd better keep it on just so people can see that I actually did grow one. As weak and pathetic as it is, but I did grow one. That's for sure. Then. That is better than anything I've done. Um, it's good to have you back, Paul. Good to have you back. Good to be back. Um, let's get straight into it. The lineups. Um, Mustafi returns to the side. Kalasinac was in, Tierney on the bench, and no Pepe. What did you make of it? Um, I must admit, my eyebrows did raise when I saw Louise and uh, Chambers were going to be our two centre back parents. Um, they're just, for me, both of them. Uh, the type of players or defenders that have a little brain fight every now and again. And I thought pairing those two together with both Chambers on the right and Kalasnatch on the left was maybe asking for trouble, but it's, it's it's Freddie's first game. We've got to give it to him. He's got a very difficult squad there. He's got a, a big job on his hands, but yeah, I was a bit concerned about those two being back there. Chambers, as good a defender as I think he is, I don't really rate him much on the right, and I think he was probably targeted by Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Norwich, and rightly so. Not where Chelsea from, and Glass and Actual. We all know what Glass and Actual is like. Like getting forward, he can get forward. He can put crosses in. They're not the best, but tracking back, he's he, he's slow to get back. As for the rest of the team, I thought Bamiang, Lacazette. They're probably they've got to start. Um, Willock, I wasn't massively surprised. Obviously, Freddie's worked with a lot of the youth players, um, so he knows he probably knows Willock quite well. So you can see why he's probably put a bit of faith and trust in Willock. And he did have an all right start to this season when Unai was playing him. Um, and Jacker again, whatever's gone on on the pitch or off the pitch really since 
his incident with the fans and being booed off, he probably is, it's not hard, our most technically gifted centre mid um, in terms of the ball at his feet. So you can see why he's probably gone in there. But it is what it is. Like I said, I don't think he's really got a massive pool of players to really mix things up with personnel. So that is what it is. But again, that centre-back pairing was my main concern for the day. I've, I've got to be honest. I mean, my, my main concern is the midfield. Um, you know, you, you, we've had a tough time a bit recently and to, to turn things around is is difficult at times. Um, let's get into the game. We did have a bright start, OK? Um, even playing the ball over the back, you know, we, we looked quite confident. We looked to go on the attack. Um, you see uh, a good attack in the first few minutes with uh, Willock and Lacazette involved. Chambers denied after an Albert drive up the right-hand side. You know, we, 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 we went for them in the, uh, initially, didn't we? Yeah, it was, it was quite refreshing to see because we spent a lot of the past sort of four, five games just inviting pressure, no matter what the opposition seems to be, whether it's someone rightly or wrongly that we think uh, lowering us or beneath us, we're still sort of inviting the pressure and the shots come. Whereas today we sort of, we went from it from the off. Like you said, Chambers was getting a lot of joy going forwards down the right, linking up well with Aubameyang and, and Willock, I thought in the first half, maybe not the second half, but in the first half he was put himself a bit. He was getting up there making runs off sort of Ozil and Lacazette. And obviously Lacazette was sort of getting into good positions up front. So yeah, it was, it, it was nice to see. Obviously nothing really came from it, but in terms of sort of tactics-wise, I'd rather us go, even away from home, go for a team like Norwich and their position in the league, actually attack them, rather sort of sit back and invite the pressure. I mean, in that first half, they didn't, other than their goal, really, they only had a couple of sniffs at, at the goal because we had more of the pressure. We had, the pressure was more in their, sort of their half. We had a lot of possession. Again, the goals didn't really come, but like I said, Freddie's got, he's got a big... Big job in his hands, really, to sort of get this team's confidence up. But I thought we started brightly, and that was that was good to see. Yeah, yeah. You make seventy nine smashing donation as usual. Thank you, mate. You're Michael, are superb. Um, our football is not exciting, guys. What do you think? No, I don't think it was today. Um, I was disappointed in the lineup. I was disappointed in the way we played the times. I didn't think. I think that they had a goal. I thought they had a goal, uh, which was good to see, you know. Um, but I think we've got a ways to go. It's not going to change overnight. Nothing was going to change in a couple of days, you know. People, I don't know. I, I, I've seen some of the stuff in the chat here. Okay, and um, Rudy Rastos mentions Chambers losing the ball twenty-five times. It's because he had the ball so much attacking. What I'd be looking at more, and what worries me more, is movement off the ball. Still. Doesn't change, okay? When you've got no options, when nobody's showing for you, you're always going to lose the ball, okay? So you know it's it, it's one of those things where uh, I don't I don't understand what you know we want from them initially. We're not nobody's going to come in and turn this around overnight. Unfortunately, we didn't get the new manager bounce today. Um, from said peace uh, L, we looked uh. We, we look a bit dangerous. You see Hernandez clearing off the line from a Mustafi header from a corner. Um, yeah, you know, we, we, we were putting pressure on, weren't we? Yeah, I thought 
from set pieces, especially corners, um, we looked very dangerous. Norwich looks vulnerable. They're sort of playing that that zone or defence that we're quite used to and are regularly criticised for. Um, and like you said, Chambers had a chance. Um, Mustafi had a chance when Crawl didn't quite get his his punch clear, and that looked like our sort of best opportunity to to get a goal was to get a corner in. Which again, like Norwich, they've got a lot of injuries. They've only just got their centre backs back. They've been playing a lot of centre mids and centre backs recently in recent times. So obviously they've had a bit of a boost against Everton previously, but they looked very vulnerable from corners. And again, for us, that's that's a strange thing for us. I know we've had a couple of games this season where we've had defend and score from corners from, from Pepe balls in, but Ozil seemed to put quite a good delivery. Players weren't really being picked up by the Norwich players and sometimes I thought we could probably do better of our heads, maybe work the keeper a bit better, maybe put in an area that isn't so easy for, for Cruel to make a save. But yeah, like you say, it was our best form of getting a goal, I think, in that first half was from the corners that were having because Norwich just looked a bit scared really when the ball was coming. They just weren't picking up their men in those zonal areas as well as they could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see Leno um, making a save from uh, McLean after Hernandez break. Then you see Cruel saving from uh, from Chambers from a corner. Um, you know, the, the action is starting to pick up. And then we see it. Um, Willock gets bullied off the ball. Norwich counter and they counter with real pace to be fair to them. Mustafi can't get back. Um, Luis doesn't put in a, a challenge on the ball. Um, Puki takes a shot. Mustafi gets back and uh, tries to block, but the ball ball takes a wicked deflection. And we're 1 0 down after 21 minutes. It was frustrating, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, terribly so. Because, like I said, the, the, the first half, other than that sort of chance they had from McLean, they didn't really create that much. A lot of the possession was played in their half, and we were creating chances. They counter attack us, and just Mustafi and Louise, again, like I said, I was, uh, they were the two concerns for me at the back there, were just too far apart. And Pookie hasn't scored in eight games, but you could see from last season in the Championship what a good striker he was he scored so many goals he started this season on fire he's gone for probably the longest he has in his Norwich career without a goal but you can't leave a player like that in so much space like Mustafi was sort of in no man's land he was sort of drawn a bit again because Chambers was getting so far forward and he doesn't have the pace sort of Mustafi was sort of half torn between going towards their sort of their left attack with Hernandez and not really marking Pukki and the Louise has to come across to try and get to Pukki and receive the ball and it was just it was just a mess really they weren't close enough or tight enough to him yes it takes a deflection of Mustafi and you could say he was a bit unlucky but at the end of the day day, if you close him down if you don't offer a striker like Pukki that much space to get onto his right foot then he's not going to have that shot in the first place that was Incredibly frustrating, and like I said, it's it's a bit with me now. I'm the challenge on that, okay? So I'm hearing a lot of talk about our oh, Luis Mustafi, etc. Where was your midfield? Where's your Jaka? Where's your Willock? Okay, because nobody else has even got there. But if you ever look at that, if you go back to that chance, there's only really Pukin and Hernandez there. And- my, my, my point is, okay. It's Would gone from you... when the ball they've won the ball off us just outside their own box, okay? Mm-hmm. Surely in the time they've taken the break, and Hernandez has got pace. Let's not make it let's not make um, uh, any bones about it. Okay. Then Willock gets bullied off the ball. 
there's no there's no midfielder there to help the centre backs. No, there isn't, but they outnumbered him two to one, so they really should have done better. Like I, I get your point. Our midfield yeah. is is poor. Like like I said, my main concern is centre backs. Your main concern is midfield, but there isn't really much more you can do with that midfield. Our midfield is what it is. With our centre backs, at least we have a few more options to sort of mess around there. Whereas our, our midfield is slow, and this is one of the WhatsApp chats with the guys that I play FIFA with. Everyone has just been criticising how slow and immobile midfield is. Yeah, Torreira likes to run around a bit, but he's not really that pacey or strong. Jacker, again, he's so left-footed that he might as well just hop around the pitch. So if you put the ball on his right foot and close him down, he's going to lose the ball. Wenduzi, again, he's, he's dynamic. He, again, he'll run around, he'll pop up in spaces. Positionally-wise, he's not that disciplined, but again, he's not the fastest there. So... It, that is the problem when you're pushing that far forward and if people break on us like Norwich going to do because for a change we weren't just inviting the pressure the last few games we've sat back and we've invited people to have shots now it's changed with obviously implemented with what Freddie's trying to implement a more attacking minded team hopefully but that was also going to cause us problems when we get counter-attacked like Norwich were looking to do because like you say our midfield wasn't really there because they're too slow I've I, 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 I got to be honest I thought Gwendouzi was a lot better today than he has been. Mm. But he's one-dimensional, he's one pace. Okay? I thought we'll look at an absolute stinker. I, 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 don't, I didn't see much positive from him today, which is a shame. I really like Willock. I thought um, Jack on the ball was great, off the ball, non-existent. You know? I, I thought he was very poor. And I think that's something that Freddie has to look at. But, I mean, that, that goal... You know, you, okay, it's a mistake from Willock, but there's no help from um, uh, the centre-backs or the other midfielders. We've just let ourselves down there, you know? Um, and I think that's that's really, that's a real problem, you know? And I, I was a bit disappointed to see Torreira on the bench. I thought, we're going away, and maybe, you know, we needed to set up, you know, <laughs> a bit more stability at the base there. But never mind. Um so we're 1-0 down. We're 1-0 down. Yeah. But guess what happens next? We get a penalty. Zimmerman, um, under pressure from Luis, I think it was, uh, from a corner, has his hand, I mean, I'm not sure, what's he doing, hand up to teacher? What's he doing? And, and for him to argue the point that that was a penalty was unbelievable. But what went on after that was even worse. Krull, or Krull, or whatever you want to call him, I mean, he gets a yellow card for his antics and his gamesmanship. And Aubameyang goes to take, to take the penalty and he gets saved by Krul. Now, Aarons has broken into the box before the penalty's taken and then clears the ball. He's the first person to touch the ball after the save. So the, the, the penalty has to be retaken. It was absolutely keystone cops, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just... I, I don't really understand what the, we've, I know VAR's in now and VAR is God, we could sit here we could have a whole podcast about the issues with VAR yeah. but you don't need VAR for the handball as clear as day the referee's in it his hand's up in a unnatural position it's a handball whether he's trying to claim he's been pushed by Louise or whoever is besides the point he's handballed it so it's a penalty all day long that's fine but this whole thing about encroachment which is in the rules it's in the rules you shouldn't be encroaching in into the box when a penalty when a penalty is being taken, you shouldn't, and it should be retaken if that happens. But for some reason, it's been happening for years and seasons and seasons, and no one's on a blind thing about it. 
now all of a sudden VAR's in reviewing every single decision. That's they're pulling the it back. Time, that's not the first time this decision, some decision like this has been made this season. No, no, it was yeah. a couple of weeks ago. It was in, was it the Leicester game? I think Vardy had to retake one as well. Yeah, something like that. Either last week or the week before, but it's it's it's, it's a new phenomenon. I can't say that word. Um, that's that seems to have come in with the introduction of VAR, and it either what basically what needs to happen is players just need to go look. They've obviously decided that we're going to adhere to this rule now, whether rightly or wrongly you disagree with it. But yeah. it's, well, well, just don't encroach, and then it's not going to happen again. Well, well Burgess, Boy Burgess has mentioned there. Ref clearly signalled stay behind the line. They didn't. Okay. And so they've got what they deserve. And I was pissing myself laughing at these web-toed fuckers at that point. Oi. Sorry, Al. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I thought, you know, the shit that was going on, the Gunsman shit there, Zimmerman crew, on the second penalty, Aubameyang scores. And I thought, good enough. You have, you know, there's, 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 play, there's being, there's, there's playing the game, there's a bit of sledging, but what they were doing was way, way, way beyond that, Okay. I gotta be honest, I'm surprised Cruel didn't get sent off. He clearly deserved the second yellow, okay, for gobbing off. And it would have ruined the game. But if you're gonna gob off like a like a like a twat there, you're gonna get what you deserve. And he was I thought I thought Cruel was an absolute embarrassment today. Um that is, you know, uh, that is very typical of of Car Road. If you, if you're a referee at Car Road and you make a decision whether it's correct or not against Norwich, you'll get it in the neck from the fans. They love a complain, they love a moan, and I think obviously that must influence the Norwich players. Like, it's what I would say though, regardless of whether it's a penalty or not a penalty. The first penalty that um, Albert took, I thought that was weak, that was poor. But yeah, today, the, the second one he took, you, even if Cruel went the right way, I don't think he would have got a hand to it. But the thing is, the first one, he gave Cruel a chance to, sh- to save it, whether it's gamesmanship or him getting in his head or whatnot. The strike went great, and I think that is. One of the things that does not concerns me about about Mian because he's a quality striker and he gets us so many goals, but his penalties can be a bit left wanting at times. But the second one to do that after retaking it because I'm sat there, I can barely watch it, so I don't know fuck knows what it's like for a Bamiyang. You've got Cruel standing up and going, up all the fans and they're going mental, and he just slots it cool away, siding it in like beautiful penalty. So it's yeah. good to see. Good to see. Yeah. Moving on, um, we see a Cantwell challenge on Gwendozi. When he picks up a yellow card, he's gone over the ball. Should that have been a red? For me, I've it's definitely yellow all day long. It's one of those orange cards, if you can call it that. For me, again, it's an opinions game, isn't it? I thought he was overzealous. Gwendouzi could have been quite injured and it fucked me off that the Norwich fans were calling him wanker when he got taken off in the second half and being booed every time he touched the ball for getting fouled. That's like... Stoke City mentality, isn't it? It's yeah, just, yeah. I, I got to be honest. I, I thought the I thought the Norwich crowd today were a fucking embarrassment to humanity. <laughs> they really were. I, I I I'm getting a bit like this at the moment. I you know I I love the hostile environment, but for me that's a red card all day long. He's gone over the top of the ball. He's gone over the top of the ball. I I, I don't understand how it's a yeah. Look, to be honest, if John Welsh is here now. He probably would say that uh, Cantwell deserved a penalty for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, you know, it, it was it was just oh, it, it was a horrible challenge. Um, you I know, think he could have got a red. I think he genuinely could have. Yeah. But I can also see from the other point of view, from a non-Arsenal biased red tinted glasses point of view, how it wasn't a red card. 
it's one, it's one of like I said, it's one of those. It, I don't think if you if the Norwich fan has been honest, I don't think they've moaned too much that he got sent off. Um, but also, you can see how he's got away with a yellow. Yeah. It's a bad it's a bad challenge at the end of the day. It is bookable, but potentially not a red. But yeah, again, like can... I said, that's Car Road. Like that referee's probably got that in the back of his mind. He's been getting stick for however many minutes it's been for that game before he put the foul in. Like. It might it might just get into the head referee's mind and influence decision, which rightly or wrongly, if you agree with that sort of behaviour or not, it has obviously worked. Well, you see it on McLean on Guendouzi off his feet again. That's a yellow. Um, four. And, you know there were a couple of challenges. You know this was now a really hyped up hyped up game, wasn't it? You know, I mean, I I don't understand how, McC- how McLean stayed on the park. I really don't. I mean, I can understand. You know, for me. I'm talking with one eye, you know, on, on Cantwell. But the McLean challenge, now that was that was horrible. Yeah, again, overzealous, um, could have potentially broken a, a leg, potentially. And it's just, yeah, it's infuriating. When, when the fans get behind the players and boom, and give them shit just for getting injured, it just, it just pisses me off so much. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, not get injured like you can't fucking help that your players coming in and try to break his legs like it's just it's infuriating it's, it, yeah it's I, just, I, just, just car road mate that's what it's like <laughs> yeah I gotta be honest I thought, I thought McLean is a horrible little shit bag he's the type of player you love on your side when he's against you it's um uh, you know it, it's one of those you know it, it, it's really difficult okay so but I thought the McLean challenge is an absolute um in, well he, he's lucky to be on the pitch. He really is. And then, oh, God, Cantwell scores on the break. Chambers is up top with the ball. Nobody's showing for him. Turns over the ball. Um, and to be fair, I thought I thought Norwich broke well on this. I thought they broke with real pace. Midfield, um, uh, you know, with nowhere to help out. Okay, again, you know, I don't know where Willock is. Okay, I don't know where... Um, uh, where uh, Jacques is. Guendouzi's the other side of the park, to be fair to him. He, you know, I'm not expecting to cover this side. But you've Ozil, Lacazette and Aubameyang. Nobody showed. They, they bully us off the ball and they break in us. And they broke really well. And I thought Cantwell took the goal, the, his goal really well. Yeah, and Cantwell's got that in his locker. He's, he's scored a few goals this season for Norwich. Um, obviously got one against Everton last, last week as well. And... Other than Puki, he's been sort of like one of their main sort of goal threats with assists and goals this season when they have have won games. So it's, again, it's annoying. Two players that play well for Norwich get in time and space to do things like that, and it's, it's frustrating. But again, like you say, Chambers on the ball, he's not got anyone showing for him. For me, not a good right back. He hasn't got enough in his locker really to play. He hasn't got enough pace. Um, He's not but good. In mind, most of our attacks went down through him today. Okay. So, you know, what's Willard doing? What's Granduzzi doing? And this is the thing I don't understand what we want from players at the moment. Okay. If you're going to put, if you if you want all your play to go through the full backs, okay, and your midfield's not helping out enough, okay, they're not aware enough going forward or coming back. Okay, and they're not helping out or covering when you're getting all this from your full bat. What do you expect is going to happen? Well, that is it, though, isn't it? Like, again, like, I'm not going to sit here and argue the point because you're making like perfect sense. If you've got a right back 
who hasn't got any help, especially if you're playing in the, on the wings, rather right back, left back, left wing, right wing, you can only really go back or inside unless you've yeah. come in. You can't go anywhere else. So that is the two options you've got. So the people need to provide those options. It's easy to sort of mark those options out, but the players who want to receive the ball need to be on their feet, need to be moving, need to provide them passing lanes that aren't easy to cut out, or someone else needs to come over and give them a third option if they can, whether it's only a slightly different angle, but an angle nonetheless. And again, like you say, you're going through with Chambers, who for me, he's not a great crosser of the ball. He's not a great striker of the ball. He is solidish defender I know he had got player of the season for Fulham players uh, like a centre mid for them but as a right back he hasn't got enough pace and athleticism to get up and down which is why I think they target him because they know that's not his game they've, they've seen that like if anyone that's researched a bit of sort of Arsenal's defence and Arsenal's problems they know that our defence ain't great and they know that all our attack since Unai Emery's been in charge anyway has come from fullbacks and from the wing so if you nullify that and also attack that then you're going to get chances and again Freddie it's his first game he took charge midweek he's not going to be able to iron out all these problems but it's also quite difficult as I, I don't know if it's a if it's a player issue if it's a coaching issue I'm not really sure with Unai Emery you've got complete polar opposite and what you had with Arsene Wenger who's a guy who's chopping and changing changing different tactics changing different formations doesn't seem to be confident in one formation until he changes to another formation doesn't know if he wants his players to play here or there so they've never really got that cohesion hopefully with Freddie as sort of interim manager his job will be to just go look I want this team to play this way I want you to play this way and we're going to master the art of that whether that will be successful or not at least it will hopefully give the players an idea of what to expect from where they should be and how they should play I disagree with this because I, I don't think anybody's targeting any particular side I think it was, that's all that's happening is okay, right up. so we, we are going mainly down the right hand side today because Chambers is, is our main outlet okay Kolasinac didn't see as much of the ball, no one near as much of the ball as Chambers did. Of course, they turn the ball over. Their whole mantra is to is to just right attack quickly. So the ball's on that side. That's the way they're coming down. It's not exactly rocket science, okay? But the problem you got is, you know, you had at the base of the three, you had Xhaka, who's just nowhere near um athletic enough to cover. Willock. <laughs> I thought, you know, there are a few players I thought were absolute dross today. I thought Willock was one of them. They weren't even involved in the game. I don't mind people mistake, making mistakes when they're on the box. At least they're trying, okay? But the, the bottom line is, okay, right um, uh, you know, you've got to be on the ball to make it happen. I don't think we had anyone near enough from Lacazette. Lacazette was, 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 he was dog shit today. I like Lacazette. Mezet was, oh, he was just bang average. Aubameyang, I don't know. I don't know what was happening. Oh, look, we got a prick in the box. We got a prick in the box. Who's this twat? Sorry. Apologies, listeners. Let's have a look who this geezer is. Oh, yeah. He's an absolute nobody. So, Jack Tear, you are a nonce. Take care. Good night. Goodbye. Nobody's going to miss you. Um, Sorry, carry on. Um... You know, I, I I don't think it was it was it was rocket science. I thought you know we just 
it's a team, you know, we, we, we went 4-3-3. We didn't really do it well. Um, we didn't really, you know, um, flourish in any way. I thought we, we had a go at times. But when your midfield is just not helping out anybody in particular, they're not helping the attack, they're not helping the defence. And I thought and I thought Gwen Doozy was better today than he has been in a long time. I really did think he was better than he'd been in a long time today. But it just didn't work, did it? No, and, and <laughs> there isn't much option to change other than putting Torreira in there and having a more sort of mobile player at the base of that midfield protecting that fragile defence. I'm not sure what else you can really do. Like, it's, it's, like you said, it's well known the deficiencies that all of our midfield have. And I think that is our main problem. I, our defence has been criminally overlooked for years now, even before Unai Emery comes in. If you look at the defenders we've had in, what we've made do with, the players we've brought in that have either been panic buyers or players that haven't worked out. I know, again, it's an opinion, but for me, Louise was another panic buy. They didn't really know who else to get. They've gone in for him. I don't think he's going to be successful. I don't think he has been successful. I don't think Socrates is a particularly successful signing. I think he's his better days are behind him. Mustafi, not successful. Again, it's all opinion-based, but I'd, I'd like to see anyone that could say any of those three defenders have been successful buys for us and have... Well, the problem is, mate, our, our defence has been awful. And, and, and you defend as a team. Let's get something straight. You, do. you defend as a team, OK? Um, you know, and we don't defend from the tip at the moment. We just don't. We, we don't defend from the tip at all. And there's a knock-on effect, that domino effect has hit us. So, you know, we can talk about we can talk about the centre-backs all we want, OK? We've got to get a style of play going, which everybody buys into and everybody is effective at, OK? But, you know, and, and, and there's going to be a need to change some personnel, but you can't change the whole team straight away, can you? You just can't well, do that. that. Is the issue. My, I, a lot of my friends are Norwich supporters and he... One of them texts me saying, Kalasinac, basically our back four, I wouldn't want him at Norwich. I'm like, mm. I don't think many yeah. Arsenal fans want him at Arsenal, but I you can't it. buy four new defenders no. and a whole mm. new midfield. So it's going to be a question of where is our weakest point and strengthen that and then just try and make do with the other players that we've got. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right, that was the first half for 2-1 down. Oh, hello, chat box. How are you? As Carly Doyle Guna puts in the box, this is our worst start since 1975. And I've got to say, chat box, this is your worst start since 2017. There's 240 of you watching right now, and I got 52 likes. Hmm. 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 Not good, is it? L, L, L. What do you think of a chat box? There's 240 of them in there. And we've only got, well, we got 60 likes now. What do you think of that, Dale? Um, If I can compare that chat box to an Arsenal player of the past, that would probably be Danielson, really, with them, that amount of likes to, to people in there. Danielson. I don't, yeah. think that, I don't think it's that good. I genuinely don't think it's that good. <laughs> I don't think it's Danielson levels. I Are you talking about Scalacci? Oh. <laughs> Park yeah. too young, 
that bad? <laughs> I think this is Park Chu Young levels. Somebody's <laughs> from the Glen Helder. No, Glen Helder was better than you lot. Okay, Fran Marina, <laughs> Bobby Burgess got Fran Marina. Fran Marina oh. was all right for the Capital One games. He turned up every now and again. This isn't turning up. That's not. <laughs> Chat box, your performance today is worse than Lacazette's. Okay, and Lacazette was fucking rubbish today. Oh, Varun's got in with Andy Santos. I think I think Varun wins it. Daniel Cronin's got in with Lord Bentner. <laughs> Thomas and Norway Stepanovs, Paul Cooper, Pascal Segan. But Seagan is invincible. I'm sorry. Oh, Leon Davis. Then she says. <laughs> if anyone frim- brings up a bouet, I'm off. Jason can do the podcast by himself. Oh, yeah. I, I love the bouet. I love the bouet. <laughs> Mike Hernandez has just smashed in the donation. Um, and there's a question, and we're going to have that in the question section, Mike. So thank you very much for that, Paul. Much appreciated. Look, come on, chat box, okay? Stop messing about, okay? We've gotten rid of him, uh, Unai Emery, okay? God bless him. Um, yeah, it was unpleasant. It's a shame, but there you go. He had to go, okay? But don't be like Unai. Be like Arsene in, in, in his invincible season. Be brilliant. Be like George at Anfield in 89. Have a go at it, you know? Stop messing about this. <laughs> Paul Cooper's, Paul Cooper's Franny Jeffers. I think I think I think Paul Cooper was one. Yeah, Bobby Burgess and Kim Carlson. No, Kim Carlson scored a penalty because we're good. You know, DTK LBC, Carlos Vela. Yeah, but he's he's doing he's a decent career. Vela has the yeah. chat box could be Kim Carlson if they all got the likes up because that would be the equivalent of scoring a penalty to get us to a final. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> chat box. Okay, we need hundred and thirty likes, please. So let's get going. Tappy tappy. Let's get going. Okay. Oh, let's be like Eduardo before the broken leg because he was magnificent. He was magnificent. On to the second half, Paul. There's an early penalty shout. Um, Ozil fires one in. There's a claim for handball. What were your thoughts? I don't remember that. Talk, talk me through it. <laughs> it I only I kind of half saw it. It was hard. It would have been harsh if they'd given it. But... Um, uh, uh, it's not the one where he's put his arm like that and it's hit him on the hand. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't give that a penalty. Like he's got his arms in by his side. Yeah, he's turned around. And it's hit him there on the back. If you give a penalty for that, that's ridiculous. For, in my opinion, if that was given against us, I'd be fucking livid. Fair enough. Yeah, it was. It was one of those. You, know, you can see. You see them given, but you never know. Um, before we know it, though, we're level. Um, there's a corner. Mustafi gets the ball, is a shot, he shoots, really good block from Norwich. Ball comes out to Aubameyang and he makes absolutely no mistake, does he? He doesn't. And again, like we were saying in the previous uh, part of the show about the first half, our corners against them, they looked scared. They weren't marking, they weren't picking men up. And that looked like one of our best, best options to score a goal. And sort of half has done has done from then on like Mustafi not really marked gets a chance ball falls to Aubameyang and he's still got quite a lot to do really he's got players closing him down the angle is closing down on him but it's just Aubameyang's just done what he does best you put him the ball at his foot near goal and he's going to score and now my cat's trying to attack me midway through a pod what are you doing? what's the cat doing? get the cat off the computer I can't hear you now. He's pressed mute. 
He's yeah, he did it. He's a cheeky yeah. little shit, isn't he? <laughs> Put some catnip down. Get rid of the cat. Oh, man. I'm not being funny. If it's not with Bergie with Danny showing its backside to the camera, <laughs> you've got a ginger cat. I can't believe it. It's the yeah. thing that I like, just to make that all clear. Oh, no, I've got a ginger cousin. So Are you having a pop of Josh? Well, not really. He can't help it. I don't <laughs> dislike him because of his personality. That would be harsh. It's just the colour of his hair. I like it. I don't know. His personality is worse than his hair at times, isn't it? Yeah. This is being really dark, okay? <laughs> when Josh is being really dark, okay, then he's funny as hell. Well, he has to be dark because his skin's so light. Let's try it. <laughs> Balance out a bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it was great to be level, wasn't it? You know, I, 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 I couldn't believe. You know, we were dangerous. At, we had enough corners, and we we're going to talk about the shots ratio later. But you know, we were winning lots of corners. We were putting pressure on, and and we were earning reward for 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 that pressure. It's just a shame we couldn't keep the sort of um, a defensive shape solid. Um. You then see, you know, it was a great goal from Aubameyang, to be fair, wasn't it? You know, with the penalty on that, he's starting to get back on the on the score sheet now. Yeah, definitely, and it's that is just he's just he's a proven goal scorer. That is what Aubameyang does. That's what we've seen him do at the club. If it wasn't for Aubameyang, I dread to think how low on the table we'd be. If it wasn't for Aubameyang and Lacazette's goals last season, we wouldn't have made it past the last six in Europa League. We we rely heavily on him be fair and luckily for us he's not gone through a patch that Giroud used to go through where he'd go 8, 9, 10, 11 games without scoring he's just a proven goal scorer and whatever chances he gets whether they be few and far between he will eventually get a goal Yeah, 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 yeah um, Corey Austin, a magnificent Corey Austin's in the box and he says it's a brutal sweater but as far as holiday sweaters go it's a 9 out of 10 I think he's talking about yours not mine Show the show the Panthers your sweater. I thought, well, I didn't know what you were going to say then. Look, it's Arsenal. It's the Arsenal sweater. There you go. First of December, get your Arsenal Christmas jumper on. Oh, um, it's a few seasons old now. I don't know what the new one looks like. I tell you what, Paul Alvis, we'll, we'll have a good answer on that one later as well. Um, we'll try to get all to all your questions, guys. At the moment, they've got to do everything because. And this hasn't been on the show for a while. And it's great to have him back. But he's not looking for questions. No, you're not, do you, well? Fuck, I miss... Well, I'm... it's really hard to unmute myself because I keep switching between all the windows to try and copy and paste. And then you talk to me and I'm like, oh, shit, I've got to get off here and then go on there. I've posted I... one in there. K-Man's miss... in there. I tell you one thing. I miss John Welsh. Pete Colton says, hug Ellis. That's right, mate. We love Ellis. Um, I miss that now and you can hear me tapping away. <laughs> Good man. Um, you see Leno make a great save from McLean. Um, I'd I go as far as say the save was absolute top draw. Um, the, Norwich have broken on us really quickly, really well. But thankfully, um, Leno was up to up to up to the um, uh, up to the challenge, wasn't he? Leno had a very good game. Yeah, um, again, another podcast that I'm in, there was a bit of a debate about whether he's um, top four quality goalkeeper. And I so I think he is. The, and the argument that one of my other friends gave was, well, Takea, with how poor United have been, has kept them in games. And literally, this is like a case in point where Leno has kept us in a game 
no matter how poor we've played. And again, you've got the thing with he's had so many saves because we were put under so much pressure because we are shit at defending. But he still has to make those saves. And he has, at times this season, probably, I know we had a lot of draws, but we could have had a few more losses if it wasn't for the saves that he's made for us. And again, today is case in point. That was a quality save that he's, he's made there. The ball was changed direction. There was another one that took another deflection that he saved. And it's just, we need someone like that. And for what he cost, there's not really much. Was it 10 million? I don't know. Probably more than that. No, no. Was 35 million. Was he 35? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Well, it's cheaper than the 50 million that a lot of players, uh, a lot of keepers have been paid for by the likes of uh, City and um, and Liverpool. So we've got a good player on our hands there. We just need to put a decent defence in front of him and that would help us a lot. Yeah, well, it's... Um, uh... It, it, it's you know to be fair, I think he's done great. Um, I think our problem is you know defending as a team, and that's yeah you know, we're going to have to have a look at that. But uh, it's it's like if a running puts in here, then was a brilliant shot stopper, but his distribution needs improvement. I, I think distribution goes down to a movement off the ball. I think that's the biggest issue. You've got a midfield which is non-existent at times, um, and you know it's um, it, it's really difficult. There you go. I've been corrected. Um, Leno's around the 22, 21 million quid mark. So, you know, there you go. Okay, um, between 10 and between 35. So, as almost right as we can be. <laughs> maybe 35 million euros, I can't remember. But, you know, yeah. We don't think. Um, right, we get some great questions coming up later. So then we see Cantwell missing the target after a good attack. Um, Norwich are going after us at this point, aren't they? They really, they can smell blood. Oh yeah, definitely. I think towards the end of that that half, the team that looked more likely to score was Norwich. They had so much pressure, we could barely get out of our own half. And when we did get the ball, they just pressed and won it back and were creating chances from that. And we we looked a bit shook, to be fair. We looked like we we couldn't handle the pressure that they put on us. And Carrow Road is, like I said, it's got, it's got a good atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. The, the fans do get on the referee's back, but it's a loud, old-fashioned stadium with the fans getting behind the team and I think that helps the players a lot and it, it definitely helped then because if you're watching as a neutral and you're trying to pick who's going to win this game you sure as hell weren't going to say Arsenal at that point yeah well we make a change then um, Torreira replaces Willock um, not the 69th but... minute may I add we've got our Arsenal yeah, back yeah. somebody else <laughs> mentioned that Wenger's reborn <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that that one kind of confused me. I I I, I thought it was a hybrid between Arsene Wenger because of the timing and uh, and Unai Emery because it was quite a negative change. Though I thought I did think that Willock needed replacing. He had a tough day at the office. Again, let's not crucify the kid. Okay, um, we haven't really played four three three this season. Okay, he's been asked to do a job. He hasn't done it well today, but it's part of his learning curve. Okay. And that's that's an issue for him, you know. He he, he learn from this, you know. He look at where, where he can improve, and we go on from there. Um, yeah, it was it was strange, wasn't it? You know, what do you think about that 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 change? Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. It it is a bit on the negative side, but also Willock, 
you've obviously mentioned that you don't think he had a very good game. I thought the first half he looked all right. He created a couple of chances from his running off off the, the forward line, but he he had to come off. And Torreira, as defensive as he is, like his position is probably a CDM out of well, out of all our players in our team, he's probably the best suited to that that holding midfield role in front of the back four. And I think that gives the option for Xhaka to be played a bit further forward and have Torreira sort of there protecting. So it can be seen as a negative move, but also, like I said, gives the opportunity for, for Xhaka to try and get into those further places and get the ball to, to the forward line. But yeah, it was... I think for me, I would have liked that from the start, if that makes sense. I wouldn't have started Willock again. Freddie knows him probably better than, than what Emery does because of his work with the... With the the reserve teams and with the under-21s. But for me, yeah, I think if anything was going to change, it had to be in the forward line. Like you said, Lacazette wasn't really doing much. Perhaps maybe get Pepe on there, but obviously that didn't materialise or get on some more attacking players with a bit of pace because I think that was something well, that was severely lacking. Well, let's come to that then because, again, you know, Norwich are on top at this point. You know, we've shot our boat. Um, we don't look effective. And then Saka comes on for Gwendouzi. To be fair, I've given Gwendouzi a load of stick recently. I thought um, Gwendouzi was probably the best of our midfielders today because he wasn't in that deep role. He was further up the park, so he didn't have that responsibility um, that was on uh, Xhaka. And he was without, he wasn't, he's hardly brilliant, but I thought he was decent today. Um, but Saka coming on, I mean, we've got £72 million Pepe on the bench. And Saka, I, I mean, talk me through it, Al, because I'm confused. Uh, I'm just as confused as you, Jason. Um, mm. <laughs> again, the whole Freddie link, he probably knows him better than he knows Pepe. But when you've paid that amount of money for a winger, you probably think he should be coming on rather than the youth prospect who's only played sort of a handful of, of first-team Premier League games. I know he had, a, he, had a, he had a period at the start of the season, didn't he, when he was getting a lot of game time and Pepe wasn't getting a look in. But he's obviously fallen out of the team because of his performances. He's, he's a kid. He's 18. He's yeah. 18, OK? And, and I've got to be honest with you, I, I, I genuinely... I, I, when I say this, I'm trying to be um, even-handed and fair. But I thought that was a poor move from Freddie. I really did. I thought, you know, you're looking at an 18-year-old kid going into a really dangerous situation. And Saka had an, he had an awful time today. I think it's, it was a bold move. I don't think it worked out. I, I don't think it was bold at all. You got 72 million pounds striking and I'm waiting on the bench. Do you not think it's bold to go, oh, I've got this expensive player here, but I believe in... But I, no, I, 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 I think he sold another river today. I thought. I think if you look at Saka's form in recent in the recent couple of months, okay, it's been bang average. Okay, his initial form when he came into the team is very, very good. But he's he's eighteen. He's learning, you know, and he's had a tougher time since. And you're putting him into, we're, we're, you know, we're playing another bottom three team. Do you realise we've drawn two two with all the bottom three teams so far this season. Okay. Yeah, all of them, two-two. Okay, so you're putting it in. in, You're putting Saka in a position, which is kind of no win for him, you know. And 
you know, the poor buggers struggled to perform because the team weren't performing. And I thought that was, I, I, I thought that was poor from Pep, from um, Freddie. I've got to be honest with you. I love Freddie. I'm not going to send him down the river here. He needs time. It's not going to be an easy fix for anyone. But I thought that was bad. I thought that was, I, I thought that was poor from him. I really did. Um, right. Okay. So let's move on. We nearly create a chance through good closing down. And that was, we did press today. We really did press today. You see Aubameyang forcing and, and, and others forcing Kroll into a, um, into a, um, a, a turnover. We couldn't take advantage of it, unfortunately. Um, you see Aaron's, Aaron's blocker and Ozil sort of Cruyff shot. Um, then Ozil with a really weak ass shot to um, let's say by Krull. Uh, it wasn't good, was it? And then you get um, McLean and Kalasinach having handbags after. Yeah, what was Sorry? What was that even about? Like Kalasinach got in his face. McLean tried claiming handball. Um, and Cola took offence. There's all this bit of putting your heads towards each other. Yeah, like people claim for shit all the time. But players don't just suddenly go ape shit and attempt to fuck off. Right? Just get on with it, mate. I, I'd have rather it if, if Kolasinac should just deck the twat. Well, you know, probably I mean, not they were in the penalty box. Uh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, he was one of those. McLean, I've got to be honest, I've taken an instant dislike to him. He's the he's the guy you love when, you, when he's on your side, but yeah, you. Despise him because on the opposition team, mm. and then we see Martinelli replacing Ozil. <sighs> too little, too late at this point, yeah. wasn't it? Definitely, that's the exact way. To did, too little, too late. What did you think of Ozil's performance? Um, I, f- I was, I didn't think he was invisible as he has been in. Well, not previous games, but as he has been known to go missing, I thought he was there. I thought he's influenced the game. He's frustrating as ever. I think the only time Ozil can seem to score goals if he does that fucking stupid chip, hit the ball onto floor, bounce up thing that everyone raves about when he does it. But he he, he never really strikes anything really hard. Like as we saw when he had his opportunity, it was it was it's a pathetic shot, pathetic. Again, that's not his strengths, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating. But I thought I thought he played all right. I think we're still sort of trying to get over the Unai Emery hangover. I think Freddie just needs to get a bit more confidence in them. Once they've got a bit more confidence in them, they'll be trying things and more things will start to come off. Whether Freddie can do that is another story entirely, but I thought he was all right. He's not really my cup of tea. I sort of lost patience with Ozil a long time ago. He, he played fantastic to get his contract and ever since he's got his contract, he's been hot and cold. And yeah. for me, it's, that's just Mr. Ozil. I'd rather have someone who's a bit more of a solid 7 out of 10 consistently rather than someone who sometimes gets a 10 out of 10 and then other games can just go completely missing. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Um, you see then Leno save from Aaron's. Um, then Leno stop a counter-attack, which we kind of intercepted, but you know, we, our interception went towards goal. Um, and then you see a do... Um, uh, I think it's, uh, uh, yeah, I do, I think his name was, um, block uh, a Torreira shot after a great Martinelli break. <sighs> we were we were more likely to lose it than win it, but we did have chances, didn't we? Yeah, that was that was a hell of a block from Amadou. I 
I don't think Torreira could have hit that ball any better if, if he hadn't blocked it. I think that would probably go in on goal. But yeah, I think that shows the quality we've got up front is always going to be there. You can't take that away from us. That will always be there. And if we get half chances, we're going to potentially score goals. It's just like you say, it's the, the midfield is the weakness, isn't it? It doesn't really transition into attack defence very well. It doesn't control games it doesn't protect our back there's not there's nothing really going for our midfield at the moment so we are heavily relying on the quality of Aubameyang to get us goals um, and just hoping that our defenders don't completely shit themselves yeah 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 it's um, uh, I don't know you know it was it was bloody painful to watch that it really really was like, when, when we had that pressure there was so many when, when Norwich had that pressure there were so many times I thought we could just get out of here and we could counter, but we just can't seem to counter because there's not enough quality in that midfield. The, the balls are sort of rushed off target or players receiving shitty passes. It makes them have poor touches. Then we're getting pressed and losing it. There's just not enough there, not enough quality to, to do what I've just said, to transition that defence into attack or vice versa. But this is the thing, OK? Um, I've got to be honest. Look, Nigel Armand says all that back four needs replacing, just not good enough. But you've got to replace the midfield as well. I, you know, I, you know, I, I've got to be honest. Here. I see Chambers going grief here today, and I'm I'm confused as to why people give him grief because there's zero support for your man who's taking the ball up. You know, um, yeah, he turned the ball over. But if you're still asking, all of this should be fullbacks. You know, we said this when everybody's saying, "Oh, wait, you wait till Tony, you didn't get back and." And Bellerin, we're going to be great. And you kind of knew, no, they're not. Because the setup and the tactical setup that we're using hangs these guys out to dry. Okay? It absolutely hangs these guys out to dry. And, you know, we're not. You, it's not going to be solved as simply as that. We need a more dynamic midfield, first and foremost. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but. You know, it wasn't good today. It wasn't good today. Um, right, that's the game, really. Um, were we lucky to get, get away with the draw? Mm, mm, no. I think we deserved a draw. I think we've done enough. I think we could have lost. Don't get me wrong, but we no. also could have. We could. I, I think it's a fair result on on the on the balance of things. I don't know what the stats were, but it felt well, maybe equal in terms of shots. Let's give you some stats here, okay? Right. So we had sixty percent of the possession. Yeah. Shots. We outshot the team. Well, hey, Norwich fifteen. Progress. Yeah, Norwich fifteen, a sixteen. Okay, shots on target. We lost this one. Eight to Norwich, seven to us. Um, corners. We had twelve as opposed to Norwich's seven. Fouls eight and ten. Mm, that could have gone either way. Do you know what I mean? So that's a big change for us recently. You know, we, you know, we haven't had thirty. Shots on target, um, you know, you know, 30 shots against us, which, which thankfully, you know, we, that's what's really frustrated a lot of us recently. You know, you couldn't see, you know, that change. And so at least there's some change there and it's tangible. Yeah, definitely. In the, on the, the frustrating side is the fact that it's sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because yeah. Unai Emery's obviously tried to, tried failed but tried to to make us a bit more defensively solid by having more bodies back there and give, giving up more possession to try and 
counter I suppose but it hasn't worked I think our strength is definitely our attack but that's always going to be a weakness because when we turn over the ball the midfield isn't there to protect the defence and defence isn't good enough to defend yeah but if you're going to pick on one thing you need to at least play to your strengths and I think our strengths is attack and if if Freddie can get that into our heads we'll definitely win more than we'll draw yeah, um, yeah. Chelsea in disguise is beginning to annoy me because he's spamming. Um, but he's, he's not been an arsehole, to be fair to him. What, what, what? He's, um, uh, uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's one of your lot. He's from Norwich, so it's a bit fair. He's been quite tidy in there. Um, yeah, here we go. Let's get into questions, okay? And Nigel Ahmed turns on and says, Better in holding Marbra Parnas to me. What do you think? Can't be any worse, but you know, Hector's been catching it. For his last couple of performances, Tierney's caught it for his last couple of performances in the in the Premier League. Mavropanos, I mean, fucking hell, that's a guy who's over way overrated who has hardly played first. And uh, and Bobby Holden, his last couple of uh, appearances haven't been great either. It, I, I think this is more down to set up than personnel at the moment. And until somebody comes in and sort of set up right, to to allow our players to succeed. I don't think, you know, you're just going to see more poor performances, you know, coming on top of each other. What are your thoughts, Al? Um, I, I think I disagree slightly with the personnel. I really think we, as Arsenal fans, <clears throat> overrate our, our players. I think there are some quite bang average players in our team. The formation or the tactics doesn't help them. Certainly doesn't. But I still think even if we were to get our whatever way of playing spot on, I still think there was always going to be a weakness on the defence because some of the things that our defenders do, yes, it's amplified because they're under more pressure because they're not being protected. But some of the things they do are pretty fucking stupid. Like some of the things that, again, Jack doesn't... Yeah, yeah, but I'm sorry. They're forced into that because we're not defending from the top, are we? Yeah, but you've got to see, like, Mustafi today, he's just fallen over. And Jacker can't get anywhere near him. Like this, that there are sometimes when the some of our players, I think, are bad players. It doesn't matter how much coaching they're going to get. I don't think they're going to improve. Yeah, That's well, I've got to be honest with you. The, the problem is, okay, you, this all that's happening is we're making we're losing the ball up top, okay, because you haven't got that attacking midfielder who's coming to clear things up, mm. okay. Then we're compounding on those areas and we're never, ever actually, you know, there's never a point where it stops. Do you know what I mean? Before you know it, they're on, they're on top of us or, you know, having a shot on goal. It's really, really difficult. And it is. And I don't think we'll ever really get the right answer, whether it is a tactic or a, or a personnel thing. We'll, we'll never really know because when one of those things start to improve, they'll both sort of improve. Because if you've got a world-class holding mid or a world-class centre-back in there, regardless of what tactics or what coaching you're having, that's just going to improve the team anyway. And vice versa, if we get a world-class coach and who draws the shit out of players, that's going to improve them and make those players look a bit better than what they are. At the moment, I think we probably are worse than some of our parts, definitely. But I don't think our players are as good as a lot of our fans think they are. Well, we're going to find out, don't we? We really are. Um, chat box, 84 likes. You're taking the mickey. 130, please. Let's get going. Tappy, tappy. Don't be like Chelsea, London, only team. Don't be like him. 
don't be like Casanova, who's beginning to annoy me, though. He's not being a dick, so I can't have a go at him. And, um, uh, you know, and what, 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 to be fair, he's taking part. I'm liking this guy, wherever he is. He's, um, uh, I may not agree with him, but he's been all right. Um, right, Julian Salmon asks Al, if results don't improve or get or get worse, how long would you give Freddie? Would you look to stick with him no matter what because you're not going to get our first choice or second, second or third choice managers mid-season? Um, his job is to steady ship. I'm not expecting miracles from Freddie because this is his first proper full-time coach as a first team in the Premier League. So I'm not expecting miracles. I'm not. If we get him, then yeah, thank, thank fuck for that. would be amazing. I don't think we are. If it was to get worse, then yeah, we probably have to look to to get it in. And uh, if our first choice isn't available, we need to start getting our second or third choice in because something will have to change. Because if it gets much worse, well, I, it's not going to get to the point that we're that bad that we're getting relegated. It's just going to get to the point where top four becomes completely untenable. At the moment, we're seven points adrift. That's not completely untenable. That can be clawed back. Whether that Freddie can be clawed back that. easily. That can be clawed back easily. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a long way. Yeah, we're in December. It's a hell of a long way. But like I'm saying, like it, it, if it starts to get worse, you've got to look at the period and think how long can it go for before that gets to the point where you think, "Fuck, we need to make a move." And I personally, that's what I'll be like. If if Freddie can steady the ship, if he keeps us within that seven point touching distance or better, then by all means, he stays there to the end of the season. We get in whatever coach we need to. If that coach, our first choice coach, no matter who that might be, I'm not naming names. If they're available before the end of the season, then get them in because the sooner the better, in my opinion. Um, but if it is getting so bad, then yeah, potentially we need to start looking at. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you can say don't carp hey, into the shit out of it. What? Don't well, carp into the shit out of it. It's difficult. <laughs> you've got to say. I'll, I'll mention names as an example. This is not who I want. Say you want Brendan Rodgers, but you know you're not going to get him to the end of the season. Do you, and it starts to get shitter. Do you then go for your second choice, which is fuck knows Pochettino or whoever, and then get them in, and then think actually to the end of the, end of the summer we probably should have just waited for for Rogers. Yeah. It's difficult for me. Well, I'd probably just stick with Freddie to the end of the season because yeah. if we don't get top four, it's just another season missed out on top four. As long as we're not sat there in fucking the relegation power, then yeah, keep them there, and okay. then get whoever we needed in the summer. Michael Hardman's just smashed in the donation and he says Mavro isn't even registered in the 25-man squad. Correct? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is the thing. You know, um, we, we all overrate players when they're not playing and that's a bit of an issue. Um, so I'll take the next question and it's from Julian Sam again and he says, do you think if Leicester fall away a bit this season, we should then go for Brendan Rodgers during the season? My attitude towards him has certainly changed and maybe he's the man we need at the moment. Uh, to be honest with you, Julian, if that's the man that we think, the club think they, they, they uh, the club want, or the club think he's the right man for the job, just go get him. Uh, you know, for all this business of why would he leave Leicester, all this nonsense, this is the Arsenal. Okay? You know, I'm not going to go on with it's a different type of knock or any nonsense like that. We have more, you know, we have more funds available. We're a bigger draw. We're a bigger club, okay? If that's who they want, go get him now. Don't piss about. Don't mess about. Go get him. Bring him in. He left Celtic on the brink of a treble-treble to join Leicester, who were midway through the season and not really 
pulling up any trees. So it's unrealistic that he'll leave Leicester now, who oh, yeah. probably aren't going to win the league to join and take a step up. Whether whether Leicester are above Arsenal in the league doesn't matter. Arsenal are a bigger club globally, financially, than yeah. Leicester regardless of wherever they finish this season. And that is a step up for Brendan Rodgers. He tried it at Liverpool, didn't necessarily work out. He came damn close. So Arsenal might be another attractive proposition for him to show, actually, fuck you lot, I can actually win a league of a team. I'm not saying he's, we are, but that might be what goes through Brendan Rodgers' mind. We're not as bad as what everyone thinks we are. I think the artists are going to be skewed up. I don't get it, you know. Um, the reality as as. as it's like a mind melt going on with a lot of people. You know, no disrespect to Leicester, but this is the Arsenal. It's different. Um, right, K Man eighteen sixty seven asks Al, who would you um what quality manager would you want to manage these players? Um again, I, I can't remember who asked the question. Was it Julian um Solomondo who said about Brendan Rogers? For me, we sort of scoffed at him a bit. People even called Emery the Spanish Rogers, and we scoffed at him. But the way he's turned around that Leicester squad, for me, shows that he's he's got a chance of it. And I think he'd be a, a good manager for us. He, like I said, he came down down close of Liverpool, and I think a lot of people would fucking bite your hand off to see Arsenal come second, even not not win it, but just come second. They bite your hand off to actually compete for the first time in years. And yeah, for for me, I think it's probably Rogers. Uh, I like the name of Allegri, but I'm not sure if he suits our club. Um, and as for Pochettino, just a pure fact that he managed Spurs, just rules him out of my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, boom, Fred, our next question. Sorry, I've got one last one from the box. Um, Mike Hernandez, when he donated, thank you, Mike, your staff, says, is 4-3-3 the best formation for this squad? Personally, I would start Torreira in midfield over Ozil. Overalls and an attack, tappy tappy. He says, um, "I'm not sure. I, I, I look at the personnel we've got to be honest, with you, Mike. And I think with um, the pace of uh, Pepe, etc. Uh, you know, you've got Saki, you've got Nelson, you've got a Bamian can play on the wing. I, I do like a four-two-three-one. I really do. Um, whether that's the right one for us, I'm not sure." You know, Freddie's going to have to find out on on the training pitch. I think four three three in certain games solidifies us and means we don't get outnumbered in midfield. Um, but you know, Freddie's got to look at these guys. You know, they've got to have a blank slate in them now. I know he's been he's been training them with uh, coaching them obviously with uh, Unai all season, but he's now the man in charge. So it has to be a clean slate and go from there. But let's wait and see what happens. In um, your- Four two three one, which is your preferred formation. Who plays in your two, your three, and your one? The you? two at the moment would be Xhaka and um, Torreira holding. Mm-hmm. Okay, the three um, is Pepe, Aubameyang, and Lacazette up top, with Ozil in the other role. But I can happily swap Ozil for Willock. Mm. Okay. I'd happily swap Ozil for Sabayos at times, okay. Um, you know, and 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 you know, I'd happily swap Lacazette. Like Lacazette today was fucking awful, so I'd happily swap him for Aubameyang and bring on Nelson Osaka. You know, it, that doesn't matter to me. But I just think, with you, when you look at the talent available to us, 
that looks to me like the, the best option. But I could be wrong there, couldn't I? What about you? Yeah, it's, it's difficult because I know we've just sat here and, and basically bitched and moaned about our midfield. But I think Abamyang and Lacazette on the pitch together, they sort of, they, it's, it's unbalanced. It's, I don't know, like Lacazette wasn't great today by any stretch of the imagination. Abamyang was, so do you want to play him up front? But then if you take two of them out, who fills in the wide role? Do you want to try and shoehorn someone into left, maybe play a young guy like Martinelli or Zaka on the left or shoehorn Ozil out to there? Um, and then obviously Pepe's best suited on the right for me. I think I'd probably go with the same as you, to be honest. But it, it does worry me that we're quite imbalanced, like winger-wise. Wing, wing we haven't really got anyone. You've got, you got plenty of players there who can play the game. Okay, we can play there, okay? It's just the fact that they've got to be brought on properly. And unless you've got that spine up the team, okay, that you can rely on, it don't work. And at the moment, we haven't got that spine. We need to embed a spine. Um, right, Chelsea. Chelsea fan, you're beginning to wear the mate, okay? You're spamming now. You're a bit of a twat, okay? Fuck off back to the racist. Don't darken my door again. Piss off. Sorry, you listeners. He really began to annoy me. Okay. Um, uh, right. Okay. So back to the next question. So Carly Joel Guna asks, um, are we beyond redemption at the moment? Does it really matter which manager we have for this squad? Uh, is that for me? I'll take it. There's nobody else here, pal. Well, I don't know. You might want to answer a few instead. Of I, 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 I'll answer you actually. Go on. You <laughs> okay go. then. All right, guys, we sorted that one out. Um, oh, no, we're not beyond redemption. Uh, Unai Emery. It was sad to see him go on a human level, but on a terms of how our team functions, he had to go. He should have gone a while ago. We we all got to be honest there. So I don't think we're beyond redemption. The squad is weak. The damage has been done mentality wise. Um, but they were not beyond redemption at all. If, if football can change round in in a matter of games, and if Freddie gets a good run together, then the mentality will increase. If he starts to stamp his ideas onto the team, and the team accept that, and the players accept that, and enjoy playing that way, then he could turn it round. And the same goes for if a manager comes in in January, or if a manager comes midway through the season. Definitely not beyond redemption. There are some good players in here, and there probably is a way of playing that the team can used to get success on the pitch it's just about accessing or tapping into our potential and playing the best way we can and getting a good run i absolutely agree with you i i i, I don't buy all this you know we're out the top four i don't buy any of this nonsense i don't buy this nonsense that our players are shit i don't buy it at all okay i just think you know we've had a lack of cohesion we've had a lack of stimulation for these guys there's you know they they haven't been um, enabled to perform by Unai. I think, you know, we, we, Freddie needs to sort of pull it together for them. We need to have a fresh approach with them. We need to instill some confidence in them. You get a, you know, you get a three or four game winning streak, which is easily done. I know, you know, look, we've just, we've drawn with the bottom three, two, two with all of them this season. So that's not great. We have some quality footballers at this club. You know, I think Lacazette was, was awful today, in my opinion. He can contribute with goals. Everybody can, okay? The, these are better players than they're actually showing at the moment. And that's the problem. But that's down to good coaches to get the best out of them. Once, you know, 
you put a four or five game winning streak together, it, it, it changes the it changes the makeup of this league very very quickly. Um, L Paul Albus asks, how is Luis still playing in this team? He's the oh, I can't even I don't really know. Is it best of the bad bunch? I've, the the thing that works in Luis's favour is he has been at successful clubs and played well. He might well be getting to the end of his career and he might be on the down, but he has shown to be a good player more than Mustafi has because he's only played for us in Valencia and neither have been massively successful. What? Mustafi and and Pear went 17 games unbeaten. Did we win a trophy then? At that time, yeah. Yeah, they won um, uh, won the FA Cup though. He wasn't in the team. He was um, was injured for that, wasn't he? Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) But the FA Cup wasn't to do with anything from them 17 games undefeated, was it? What I'm saying is Luis has got medals and trophies to back him up and has actually played well. Socrates has done all right for Dortmund, but again, we bought him, again, similar to Luis. We both bought them swords towards the end of their their playing days when they're on the downturn. Um, He makes mistakes, but so does all three of our defenders. I think at the end of the day, I don't really know. Like you say, without the spine, without the the protection in front of them, it doesn't matter who the fuck we put in that centre-back position. They're probably going to make mistakes because they're put under a tremendous amount of pressure. Yeah, it's it's this thing, isn't it? You know, um, people talk about uh, we, uh, you know, the the Georgie Graham back four that was the greatest back four ever. That back four finished twelfth because the midfield in front of it was awful. You know what I mean? At times, and I, I, and this is the thing, you 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 have to look at the at the team in a holistic manner. And we, you know, they they really need some. They need to change their mentality. They need a bit of confidence at the moment. Um, and and that's you know that's that's really got to happen. Um, Joseph Masek asks Maseko, sorry asks, is it now is it now confirmed that the Cronks are are the problem at the Arsenal? Um, I want to stay away from the Cronk issue if I'm if I'm really honest, because I don't see how what's happening at the moment is their fault. They've employed people to do a job. We spent money in the summer. Um, you know, we got accused uh, on the on the on the last pod we did. We got accused of being the Cronks shells for some by some idiot. Okay, yeah, not the hell shell means, but obviously means we got we got our nose our, our noses up their ass, and that is hardly the case. Um, I think what's happening at the club at the moment is down to Raúl, Vinay, Edu, Unai, and Freddie. Okay, these are the people who are in play day to day. I know. Um, they have to find a way of turning it around. You, you can moan about the Cronks all we want. They own the club. You want to change management? You want to change the owners? Buy the club. Buy the club. <laughs> you know, put, get, get, get your checkbook out. Write the check for three billion quid or whatever it is and buy the fucking club. Up until then, I don't understand what, you know, we know the way they are. We would like them to be more involved. Josh has been over here, to be fair to him. Okay, Stan's been over this season. They, we know they're not perfect owners. I know, but what's happening on the pitch and them, I don't see it as a direct correlation at the moment. They, You know, we, we got it wrong with Unai Emery. 
that happens, you know, we, we can't guarantee that the next appointment is going to be perfect. We don't know. You know, it's sometimes people don't fit certain clubs. We need to look, concentrate on what's happening at the pitch at the moment. Maybe we need to bring in some players in January. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think they're going to bring anybody in until they've got a new manager appointed. Um, so, you know, I don't know what we expect anybody to do at this time. They've, now, they've made the decision with you and I. Now we've just got to get a replacement in and go from there. Um, question for you, Well, from Michael Harneman. Why do we always make these teams down the bottom of the league look like world beaters? That's a horrible question. Because <laughs> we're a little bit shit. <laughs> no, is it? Uh, it's like well, I was talking to some of my friends that are Norwich fans, and before obviously the announcement of Freddie, they were buzzing. They were like, "Yeah, we can't wait. Unai Emery's still manager. He's shit. We can." Even though Norwich have been playing shit, I know they got a win over Everton before that. <clears throat> they had like nine injuries and a really poor run of form. But Norwich fans were excited to play us because we were in that poor run of form. Teams are excited to play us right now because we're in such a bad run of form. We're in turmoil. We're changing. We've changed the manager. They're just excited and they get their tails up just like it happens to other teams. It happens to Man, Man City came to Carrow and lost. And they're a much better outfit than us. Lower yeah. to, lower down to teams in the league get up for the big guys. And again, like I said, I know we're, we're eighth or seventh in the league at the moment, but we're still well known as a, a big team, a big Premier League well known team. And people are going to get up get up for the game. And quite frankly, some of our players aren't up for it. So that's why we lose, and that's why we make these them look like well beaters because we play shit. Yeah, but, yeah, I think that's the only answer that one. To be fair, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I'll take this one. Arkan Tiger asks, is forcing Laka in this team a big problem? Auba shunted to the right is criminal. What do you think of going with Martinelli, Aubameyang and Pepe? I'd give it a go, to be honest with you, Arkan. I, I thought I thought Lacazette was awful today. I thought he was awful. and I, I like Lacazette as a player. I've, you know, I've always liked him. But um, that was a poor performance for him today. He didn't have it much of a positive effect on the game at any point. Um, I love what Martinelli's doing at the moment. And I think, you know, I, 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 you know, whether you start him on the wing or up top, I think he deserves a chance. I really do. You know, to bring Saka on before Martinelli or Pepe today was a joke. It really was. So, um, and that's not, that's not having a go at Saka. I think he's a fantastic talent. I think he's going to do well. But he's a young kid who's not been in the best of form. Meanwhile, Martinelli has a form behind him. Pepe's the big money man. Um, but yeah, I, I'd happily sit Laka on the bench for a while. I, I, I think he needs to earn his place again. I don't think he's doing that at the moment. Well, David Keith asks, um, lads, how many players should we get rid of next season? I think we need to ignore this season and build for the next few seasons. Go on, El. <laughs> You can have a crack with that first. Um, <laughs> Mustafi, Socrates, Louise, Klasenac, Xhaka. Um, yeah, get rid of them and then replace them all with world-class players for 50p each. Okay, right, right, done. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think you need a midfielder. You need, I think you actually need two midfielders. 
for me. Okay. You need a centre back in there as well. You definitely just you need. Look, whether you, whether you're a centre back or not, okay, you know, and, and and I'm happy to get one in. I'm happy to sell any of them. Mustafi, Holding, Chambers, Luis. I'm happy to sell any of them. Okay, you know. But it's like people talking as if Saliba's going to come in and be a world beater. He's not. If that midfield is is the same as it is now, I I, I get rid of Xhaka now. I really would, okay. I, I, you know, we need to replace him with a dynamic, athletic midfielder with, with ball skills. There's got to be a couple out there. There's got to be, okay. Um, if Torreira is still unhappy, I'd get rid of him as well. You know, I, I, I it's a, it's a shame he feels that way. But no offense, mate. You hardly fucking um, uh, Claude Makélélé. You can go as well, okay. I ain't got a problem with that. I'm happy to give Guendouzi time. But he has to improve. He has to actually affect games rather than, you know, the simple stuff, okay? You have to have a positive impact on games. But um, Guendouzi you know, probably would improve if you put one of those players that you've just said you want next to him and athletic, yeah, yeah. strong thing, character. No, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I think, you know, we, we you know... We have to look at what's our ambition and the way we want to play. Let's bring these players in. Okay, but you know, I don't think we're going to have more than four or five going in, in and out. And that's the truth of the matter. So, you know, people want to hold back for gone great. Well, who else, you know, then you're, you're screwed up on where else you can strengthen. We need to develop from the, the, the academy system, from the under 23s, etc. We need to get really good quality. And if we can find a couple more Martinelli's around, I think we'll be okay. Um, do, do, do Daniel Cronin asks, I just want a yes or a no, okay, from UL. Will Freddy still be managing the team on the 1st of February next year? Yes. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Um, you? I'm not sure. Genuinely not sure. You said yes uh, or no. Not sure is not an option. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pete Colton asks, I was convinced that Freddie would start Pepe um, and the team Pepe needs to be shown more love. Do you think there's an issue there? Um, yes and no. Yes, he hasn't set the world alight since coming to us. The price tag has probably put some pressure on him. The system doesn't work in his favour. But you've got to think, Freddie's also trying to work out how best to play this team. And if you've got a player who's potentially low on confidence, not fitting the system that was put in place, it's probably best to sort your system out first and then chuck him in, rather than chuck him in and then try and see what works best. Okay, I'll go with that. Um, Pete Colson asks again, and... (laughs) This is a horrible question. After one game, you must decide, do we give Freddie and Pear a three-year contract or bring in someone else? Choose, fools. Bring in someone else? Yeah, bring in someone else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, bring in someone else. Um, Corey Austin, I'll answer this one. Corey Austin asks, Austin asks um, what about selling Lacazette to fund a move for Zaha? I'm playing Auber centrally. <sighs> yeah, I'd go for it. I'd, to be honest, look, I love Obama Young, okay? Um, but 
he's you know you're going to look at their age profiles etc um and what effect they're going to have but i wouldn't be against that but i think when you know is martinelli going to be a center forward how is Saka going to develop there's so many things to bring to bring into this conversation and only the guys at the club really know um you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against anything at this point. You know, there's not one player in this squad who I wouldn't sell. You know, what I do have an issue with is if we were letting them go for nothing. That annoys me. But I'd sell any of them. But we've got to then bring in real quality. Or let them go on the cheap. Sorry. Or let them go on the cheap. Yeah, Get exactly. A good deal for them. Yeah, especially if they're in a good contract. Uh, Adam Chamberlain asks, how much do you realistically think we need to spend on the defence? Realistically, yeah. with whatever funds we may or may not have available to us, 50 million at least, minimum. Whether that's all on one decent centre-back or some cover. But again, like you said, we need to get into, or at least, we need our spine needs to be fixed. So it depends on where we finish on it in the league. If we manage to get top four, then we'll have that money available to, to sign a, a quality centre-back and a quality centre-mid, because I think we need both. I know you think we probably need more, two more centre-mids, but I think if you've got a quality centre-back and a quality centre-mid in there, then we'll see a big improvement in the squad. So I'd want at least 50 million spent on the defence and probably another 50 million spent on the midfield, but we probably can't afford to do that, but hey you know. I wouldn't disagree with you. I wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> Orpheus Jones asks, can we discuss why everyone seems to think we have to play both strikers? Pick one, play Ozil behind with actual wingers and the win. Now we addressed this when we talked about um our um our setup um and playing four three three. I think that's a, you know I think it's a really good point because I don't think they both need to be in the park at the same time. I don't think they're looking good as a pair. Okay, I'd love to see them on the pitch at the same time, but we have to then get a formation that suits the pair of them and we didn't look good today, did we? We did not look good. No. I, and it, you've also got the added fact, if you start one on the bench and you bring them on for, say, so say we go for, like, Martinelli on the left, a banging him through the middle and Pepe on the right, or some variation of that, if you take off one of those guys and then bring Lacazette on after 60, 70 minutes and those players have all been, they're all pacey, they've all got pace, they all can run at players and scare defences. If they've been doing that for 60, 70 minutes and then you bring on Lacazette, who again, didn't have a great game today, but his hold-up play is probably a bit better than Bamiyang. And he is, when he gets into those positions in the box, he is a good finisher. If he's then running and playing against a tired defence, then that also helps in your favour as well. So I think it's it's something to keep in mind. And also if you're playing both of them, and one gets injured, you then haven't got a backup. So if you're only playing the one and one gets injured, that guy comes in for the other one. There's another option that helps. And I think we at the moment we seem wedded to playing both of them when when they first I think when we first signed a Bamyang, we didn't play both of them. And we we're desperate for them to both get into the team. Now it seems to flip the other way where we're stuck playing both of them. And now it's actually, should we probably play one? <laughs> but there is no right or wrong answer. Do you? you just need to play whatever best suits the team at the time. Yeah, I think the big thing is we're not creating quality chances. We, you know, um, if you look at today's uh, game, one for a penalty, the other one from set piece and a, a block shot at that. You know, we, we we need to concentrate on the creative aspect of our game. And when you've got nothing much coming from midfield, um, you know, that's a big issue for you. 
does I guess the question is, does dropping one of those two help us create more from midfield? <sighs> yes, I think it would. Think yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to have that pace at the wings, but yeah, be this wait and see. Um, that's it for today, guys. Um, yeah, I'm only on 97 likes. That's pathetic. That's absolutely rubbish. Chop off your 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 memories. Your fuck. Your absolutely. Um. Uh, oh, God, I can't be bothered anymore to chastise the chat box. That's how bad it is. Um. Well, great to have you back. Thank you ever so much, Paul. Much appreciated. That's great to be back, and thank you for having me on. And thank you, Norwich Internet, for not being shit. <laughs> thank you, Norwich Internet, for not being like the chat box. <laughs> um, a massive thank you to the chat box, actually. It's been some really good discussion in there. It's been interesting. Um, sorry we haven't got to do all the questions, but we'd be here all night if that was the case. Um, huge thanks to Michael Harneman, Unique 79, Mike Hernandez, and again, Michael Harneman for the donations. They will all go to Movember because young Ellis here, um, uh, Josh Daw, the Colonial Cannon, Shredder, and um, Danny the Ballsack GFP have um, uh, well, they've drawn facial hair, so I don't. Do you want to know the up to date amount we've raised before Josh gets his doubled? I don't know. £717. Excellent. I'm going to check a tenant on Josh's boyfriend's later as well. Um, yeah, so thank you, guys. It's been great. Um, Five-star iTunes reviews, please. Come on. Let's get to it. Choppy, choppy. Some nice five-star iTunes ratings would be great. Sean, Sean. Sean just comes in the box and says, Jeez, What's your opinion in Ron Sunday? We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. We'll never stop. I just like the man intensely. Sean, Jason will answer that on the Nick show, so make sure you tune in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, guys, thank you ever so much for your support, as always. Okay, not the greatest start to um, Freddy's reign, but hey, there are some positive signs. Okay, there are some positive signs. You know, our shots ratios have gone up um, and let's hope it's Brighton on Thursday. I can't remember who's on. It's Josh. Oh, sorry, guys. I do apologize. I, think I said I'd come on, didn't I? I think it's yeah, Josh, you and John, I think. Who knows? Oh, I'm definitely free, so it might be me. <laughs> well, you're, you're, not, you're not expensive, are you? <laughs> you know, Sorry. She's not meant to tell them that. You know, now, okay? This is like, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, Brighton. No, it's Josh. Yeah, it's me, you, and Josh. I'm going to have to get somebody to cover for me. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Just don't want to do it. I've had enough. I really have. Um, listeners, thank you ever so much. Um, you are brilliant as always. Five-star iTunes ratings, please. That's it, guys. Jace, switch this shit off. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.